Hey, guess who's back? It's me, Steven. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Old Head. How's everybody doing? Good, I hope. Before I begin today, uh, if you haven't already, please go check out my YouTube page uh, where I do a whole lot of videos regarding rock and metal and vinyl and whatnot. And uh, you could find it. Just go to YouTube and type in Old Head Podcast in your search, and I should come up in the beginning, I think. Anyway, uh, a big reason why I want to refer everyone to that page is because today's topic kind of sprang from an experience I have been having since I posted a YouTube video where I reacted to the brand new Tool song. This was before the album came out. And I didn't really think it was that good. And for the most part, I was just kind of trying to be entertaining with my video. A little bit funny, but also kind of state my case. But I also gave the band credit, but it didn't matter. Because I got a lot of shit from certain people regarding my reaction. And we're going to drill down to a specific part of some of that criticism. And it came from people saying that because I already had an opinion on what Tool was doing previously in the last couple albums or so, that it ruined my experience of the new song, that that I shouldn't have been quote, prejudging Tool before I listen to the song. And that is kind of ridiculous. Um, so it got me thinking, you know, because how can you not use your experience that you've had with a band that you know quite well, I might add, when you hear something new? How is there any way to disconnect yourself from what is already in your brain. And the double standard, and oh, there were a bunch of them, but the double standard there is, if you're a really big Tool fan, aren't you also ruining your perception of the new Tool song because you're already ready to like it? So your opinion is just as invalid as mine is. So it really just got my brain going about this whole idea of like, who whose perception is the right one and is there any way to go into listening to something new without having some sort of pre judgments if you will i mean if if we're meant to listen to music that way then why would bands even use the same band names for every album they put out if tool intended for each record to be its own experience, not to be judged by the one previous, then why don't they just change the band name every time they put out an album? Same dudes, but this is a totally different thing. I mean, maybe that's a way to do it, but if you're sticking with the name, then that brings along a lot of baggage. Now, I'm using the term baggage in a way that can be negative or positive because sometimes i think baggage is helpful that the baggage can be something that is an informed opinion to where you can sort of 
critically look or listen to uh, what you're being presented with. And other times, it is unnecessary baggage where something is brought along that really has nothing to do with what you're actually listening to. And this, I find, is something that happens out there in the internet lands way more. There is so much unnecessary baggage everywhere you look on the internet. But going back to the idea that you shouldn't be prejudging music by who it's made by or what they've done before, if that was the case, then I bet you would hear a lot less shit talking about the album Saint Anger by Metallica. I mean, if you really listen to that album and don't connect it to Metallica, which it's easy to do because it's very different, but if it was its own thing by a band that nobody knew, it may have just fallen under the radar. Nobody gave a shit. But there's also a chance that people would have really fucking dug it, and they may not have even given a shit that the snare sound was weird. It may have been one of those things where these fucking bloviating music critics may have been like, it's ahead of its time. It's such a unique and different sound. Because, to be fair, there are a lot of other really shitty snare sounds out there, and nobody gives a shit about them. It's just because Metallica's this big-ass band. And so you're bringing baggage along with you when judging that fucking album. Sure, it's not great compared to other Metallica albums, but on its own, it's not so bad. But Metallica, unfortunately, is one of those bands that sometimes gets buried under a shitload of unnecessary baggage, and a lot of it's complete bullshit. But whatever. Um, I'm a fan, so I'm bringing my own baggage along. But a really good example of this is a few days ago, um, you know, I, 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 I am active on like Facebook groups and things like that, you know, mostly just to get my shit out there. You know, I want people to hear it. But I also share things like when there's an album that I like that, you know, is celebrating a birthday, I'll, you know, post a video from that particular album. And one that I did on a couple of these groups was from the obituary album World Demise from 1994. Now, if you're a fan of obituary, you do know that World Demise, sure, it's a it's a more polished sounding album than what they did before, but it's still death metal. They've just sort of turned up the grooves that they were already doing and then basically stuck kind of with that on this album. But John Tardy's vocals are still growly as fuck. Um, there's no singing. There's no sort of melodic interludes or... Uh, songs that are slower and softer. There's no ballads. But yet, like fucking clockwork, there is a comment on the album saying, this is the album where Obituary wanted to be Metallica. I mean, how fucking stupid is that? And that's unnecessary baggage. That motherfucker probably hasn't even heard World Demise all the way through, maybe never in his life. But it becomes one of those things that you're supposed to say. If somebody does something that's a little bit better produced than 
you're not supposed to like it because it's Metallica. Metallica is is the shittiest thing ever because they tried harder. And so it just makes me laugh because World Demise was still on, if I remember right, still on Roadrunner Records, produced by Scott fucking Burns. They didn't go to some big-ass Hollywood producer. So it's like these motherfuckers don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. And that's just one example, but if you take that kind of shit and you multiply it by a billion, then there you have it. That is the internet music community right there. It is shit that somebody read on a blog, and so they think that it's fact. I don't know. I'm going to try not to rant too much. So let's let's move on to an idea that's related to all of this. So, you know, make sure that you're sitting comfortably and, I don't know, grab a beverage. Pause this and go grab a beverage if you so desire. Just something that sort of settles your mood so you're ready to think, ready to really put your mind into a situation. And so let me do this. Is everybody ready? All right, I'm going to assume that your silence means you're ready. So, um, think about this. What if Creed puts out an amazing album next month? They get back together, Scott Stapp, the original dudes from Creed, I don't know what the fuck they're doing, they're in some other shitty band, but Creed puts out this album that, for whatever reason or whatever combination of things that they decide to change or improve or whatever they do, they put out an album that is just undeniably good. Is that enough for them to overcome all of the stigma or what have you that they have garnered over the years? And yeah, I know Creed had a lot of fans, and they still do, I'm sure, but Creed is another one of those bands that gets a lot of shit talking. You know, it's like a Nickelback thing. You throw their name out when you want to throw out the name of a shitty band. But... If they did put out a great album, is it possible for a band to overcome a largely solidified mass opinion? Now, I know the answer to this is probably no, because if Creed ends up altering their sound and making an album that people kind of dig... There's probably a shitload of people that will call them sellouts for changing their sound or or claim that they're just jumping on some sort of bandwagon, or, you know, whatever. So, yeah, we already know the answer is no. But if that's the case, then where does this theory that you need to listen to each individual album with fresh ears, where does it begin and end? You can't just pick and choose when this shit occurs. So, motherfucker that wants me to listen to Tool with fresh ears, he needs to listen to that new Creed album with fresh ears. But I think the real question is, is it ever possible to put unnecessary baggage aside? Now, I I feel like the best example of me being able to do this was uh, when Allison Chains returned with William Duvall and put out the album Black Gives Way to Blue, because I was the first person to say, fuck this. I do not, I'm not on board with this. Why are they doing this? And so that was my baggage I was bringing along. I wasn't being open-minded. But in the end, 
the album was good enough to where I just dropped all that shit and went, okay, I, I, I'm fine with this. I don't necessarily agree with continuing a band when an iconic singer is gone. But in this case, they did it about as fucking good as you can do it. You know, maybe ACDC is probably a, another really great example of a singer dying and then, you know, they continued. But that's that was a little bit before my time. I was like two when that happened. But for whatever reason... I was able to put that shit aside and enjoy this album. Now, you could also say, is the baggage that I am a huge Alice in Chains fan, did that somehow help me like it more than I would have normally? You see how fucking convoluted this shit will get if you really think about it this way? So it seems like no matter what, unless it's a brand new band with no connection to anything you've ever heard before, it seems like there really is no way to sort of listen to anything with quote-unquote fresh ears. And definitely really difficult to shed that mass opinion of a band. But you know what? Some bands find success because of a mass opinion that is built up over the years. Tool is a really good example. A lot of these people that I'm seeing out there have a very hard time looking at a Tool album and saying maybe it's not as good as the one before. It's like painful almost for them to do that. Now, I'm not trying to pick a fight with Tool fans because Tool's still a fucking amazing band. I I, I just kind of fell off. I'm... I'm, I'm kind of done at this point. I listened to the whole new album, and it was pretty boring. But that's just me. But the idea that it's almost, you know, you're not supposed to question whether Tool is good or not. Another band that comes to mind that has, like, sort of a mass opinion that seems to just carry over and it's a given is Slayer. Slayer is just supposed to be this metal band that it's they're just t flawless they've never done a bad album even though you know you go back 10 years or so and people were saying that they did do a couple bad albums but now it's become this thing where you don't talk shit about slayer because then you got to turn in your metal card or something like that and so slayer benefits even though they're doing a farewell tour with half of the band and I don't know. I like Slayer a lot. I love everything they did, even up to like Divine Intervention. I actually really even enjoy enjoyed World Painted Blood. But I see footage of them playing, and I don't know. It just seems like a band kind of going through the motions, getting a paycheck. And that, once again, that's probably just my own unnecessary baggage that I'm bringing along to it. But it's just this thing where it's... I don't think... I don't ever see anybody talking shit about Slayer. And so this baggage that people carry along everywhere, it, it works for them. But other bands, unfortunately, suffer from the very same kind of thing. So I'm not really sure if there's a way to separate yourself from your opinion or, more importantly, the opinions that have become facts after years and years of being written 
in thousands and thousands of articles. I mean, I, I, I don't really know. But I think it all kind of stems from rock journalism years and years ago. Like, it started years ago. Whenever rock journalism became a big thing and people started turning to these people that were writing for magazines and somehow considered experts, um, and things that they would write would all of a sudden just, you know, become part of, of history, I guess. It's like artists that you're supposed to like because they're always in the top 10 of the greatest artists ever. I, you know, I, I don't fault anybody for not liking the Beatles if you've got some good fucking reasons why you don't like them. If you, if you are a Beatles hater just because they're considered one of the best bands ever, then you're an idiot. But I don't expect everyone to like the Beatles. But on the same token, just off the top of my head, um, I, don't, I don't care for Bob Marley. I think his music is very boring. It does nothing for me. I, I, I don't know. There's nothing I take from it that makes me think this is good music. But people that I've met in my life would be like, how could you not like Bob Marley? It's classic. I'm like, well, why does the word, cl- what does classic mean? Why is that supposed to make me give two shits about Bob Marley? Oh, but it's the message inside his music. Look, motherfucker, if the only thing you got going for your music is the message, then you're not very good at what you're doing. But that's just, you know, another example of unnecessary baggage. So let's let's go to a different side of things, though, because we bring along this baggage that informs our opinion of things that bands or artists do later, but in some cases, we totally overlook things that happened in the past. Here's a good example. Pantera. Now, mind you, when I first heard Cowboys from Hell, I thought it was their first album. I had no clue that they had done anything prior to that. But even now, however many years later, 30 years later, you know, listening to Pantera, it seems very easy to say, oh, well, those albums were just stuff they did in the beginning. But it's four fucking albums almost 10 years worth of music. And obviously we didn't know, but if we had known at the time, if the first four Pantera albums had had this huge amount of exposure and people already knew who they were, like, you know, regular Joes like me, would it have mattered? And in today's climate, if a band makes a power metal to Cowboys from Hell type change, Would metal fans let that happen? This is what I'm talking about with the Creed thing. It it doesn't make sense why sometimes you're supposed to overlook a band's early work and other times that work is the only important thing and they can't do anything after it that's going to even fucking matter. Now I'm looking over at the clock here and I've been talking now for three, two, one, zero, 20 minutes. So obviously I am rambling. I hope you're getting something out of this. Let let me wrap it up. So really, if I can get anything across to the few of you that listen to this, and I know probably most of you don't even need to hear this, 
but it's just me thinking out loud. So it would be really nice if everyone with their baggage, because you can't get rid of it, if everyone could just find a way to critically think about everything, about shit you hate, about shit you love, everything, critically think about everything, every aspect of it, if that was a thing people could just do, I think a lot of things in this world would be better, honestly. But you know what? The way that things have evolved, um, especially in America, but I'm assuming you know the world in many places, it's just going to have to be this thing where you like what you like or don't like, I like what I like or don't like, and because there's no way to really listen to something with fresh ears unless it's the first fucking time you've ever heard that kind of music ever. Or not even, no, the first time you've ever listened to music. So you're three years old or whatever the fuck it is. The first time you consciously realize that you're listening to music. That's really the only time you're listening to anything with fresh ears. So, obviously we're going to have our opinions. Sometimes... Mine will conflict with yours, and likewise. So, that's just the way it's going to be. But you know what? Try not to be a dick about it. Thank you once again for listening. I love you all. Please go check out my YouTube page. Um, Please send me an email, oldheadpodcast at gmail.com, if you have some thoughts you want to shoot my way. And uh, yeah, thanks for all the support. I will see you guys again very soon. Bye.